tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Jay, I'm cranky this morning. No, not you. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. <laughs> As if this isn't a regular everyday occurrence. Look at my shirt. I have a huge stain on my shirt, and I didn't even notice it until five minutes ago. So honestly, I didn't notice it. Even right now, you're showing me. I thought it was kind of like a Batman logo type thing or something silhouette. But <laughs> it is. I wonder if it was laundry detergent. I don't know. That is weird. It's like all over my right shoulder. <laughs> How would I not know I spilled something? on myself like this yeah that's like a super bowl celebration type <laughs> stain on your shirt and there was not a lot to celebrate this weekend however ow <laughs> <laughs> megan is having troubles i just pinched myself that hurt i need to start this day over again just like hit the reset button start all over Hi, welcome to Reality Bites with Megan and Jay. <laughs> Jay, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Um, my daughter had a fundraiser, or was having a fundraiser for a school, and so we went around the neighborhood selling chocolate. Door to door. Door to door. I didn't know kids still did that. They really don't, and that's what makes it advantageous, because people aren't expecting it. You got a little girl there, yeah. and she's like, you want to buy chocolate? It's only a dollar. did she sell? Oh my gosh, she must have sold about 40 or 50 bucks wow. worth. Yeah. At a dollar a piece? At a dollar a piece. A lot of people were just like, hey, here's 10, don't even give us chocolate, just here's money. Yeah, just take our money. Like, perfect. I remember when I was a little kid, we used to sell wrapping paper. Oh, that yes. That was a fundraiser. And then when I got to high school, it was like oranges. Oh, okay. We would, yeah. That's and now I look back on it. I'm like, isn't that interesting? And recently, my parents were talking about some fundraiser where kids were selling mattresses. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. It was like a fundraiser and they were selling beds. And I had never heard of that I have, No, I have not. And my parents bought one. They bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, How was gosh. your weekend? It was, it was good. Uneventful, but good. I was a little conflicted last night because the Grammys were on and so was 90 Day Fiance. And there were a bunch of things that were going to be happening at the Grammys last night that I really wanted to see. But I am a diehard 90 Day Fiance viewer. I am loyal to this show, which I have now spent way too many hours of my life watching. Now, I do think that TLC has heard our pleas, Jay, because it would appear that they are taking a week off next week. And as I was watching the episode last night, it said that they would be returning on like February 9th or something. So I imagine that they're taking next weekend off because there is a large sporting event that will be taking place. Right. That you cannot say the name of. But everybody knows what we're talking about. But last time they took a week off, they didn't give us a heads up. So clearly, that's how much influence we have over at TLC that they were like, oh, we better let them know. It's going to be two weeks before a new episode. Well, that's good. that Both they're taking off the time and that they're letting us know. So yeah, can... appreciate that, TLC. Uh, last night's episode, though, we finally have two couples married. 
it's crazy because one of the couples, like, they seemingly just got to the United States to start the process, and they're like, boom, we're married. Yeah, let's start with Emily and Sasha, who have arrived in the United States from Russia. Now, Emily is originally from Portland, Oregon, but they are staying in South Bend, Indiana, with Emily's sister, Betsy. Then they take a trip to Portland for a couple of days, I presume, to to do some wedding planning. Yeah, it looked like it. address that in the episode. Because when they went back in this episode they had rented out a place on the beach and they had kind of a little area set up for the ceremony that they're going to do so okay, let's talk about this though so they pull up to this rental house in a mercedes whose car was that right because it's not like a rental mercedes it was definitely an older model mercedes but not like super old so i don't know yeah whose car is that that's number one and not only that but we saw emily go wedding dress shopping but no other wedding details were covered up until like oh all of a sudden here we are and now we're getting married now we do know they moved the wedding up because Sasha's got to get to work. I don't know why Emily can't get a job, but (laughs) Sasha needs... That green card so he can start working. And they are on the Oregon coast. And we finally see the scene last night where Betsy pulls Sasha aside and is like, make me a promise. You're going to take care of my sister. And and from what we can tell, Betsy doesn't really like Sasha. But yeah, she seems like she's just kind of accepting the fact that, okay, he's going to be with my sister. So I'm going to try to make kind of the best of it, I guess. But she doesn't really seem she's very hot and cold. Yeah, but they both have, Betsy and Emily have very odd personalities to me. Yeah. I mean, I said early on that Emily almost reminded me of Chantal Chantel. Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah, and the way that she talks and the way that she just seems very robotic and doesn't show a lot of emotion. And I don't know, maybe I'm missing something with with both of them, but something just feels off about their personalities. They both are just kind of mechanical. Maybe that's, I don't know how else to describe it. Anyways, the wedding is last night. Emily and Sasha tie the knot. Well, technically, Emily married Alexander. I don't know who that guy is, but in the nuptials, he kept saying, Emily, do you take Alexander? I'm like, where is who? What? Is Sasha? Maybe Sasha's a middle name. Another detail that like, I would really love it if TLC could explain some of these things to us. Also, where did they get the money for all of this? Because like we've talked about many times on the podcast in the past, we have no idea what these what the couples what their financial situations are. Well, the weird thing was, is that speaking of the money, so you would feel like, okay, they're on a budget because Emily's sister was very much like, hey, I could couldn't really buy a dress this is a dress i just had to wear as i guess like a bridesmaid mm-hmm. and yet like you said they're renting out this beautiful apartment on the beat like on literally the on the oregon coast yep. it's a beautiful day that the ceremony it looks like it's like a public park or something like that which right. I, another thing like they couldn't the beach access yeah the beach couldn't they like you know rope that off just for like an hour or something like that i know you had like people walking yeah from it was just really them. weird yeah, i thought that was a little odd too but they have said all along that they've been going through their savings and i would love to know how they were able to save up so much money on top of the cost of getting to the United States like they had a baby does, and, it, does yeah. that not cost anything oh in my Russia? gosh the cost of a baby I don't, maybe it's a lot less in Russia but here in the States it is ridiculously high I mean hospital bills alone right diapers alone are you kidding me I would love to know a how much they spent because I'm nosy like that <laughs> And B, how much they had in savings when they left Russia. Like, if if I would be satisfied if they had just said, you know, before we left, we were able to save up $5,000, and that's what we're going to use to get started in the United States. And I know it's, like, tacky to talk about money. I know you're not right. supposed to ask that. But, like, when I watch the show, I think my head's going to explode. But I even just, that doesn't seem like enough, because remember, they went to South Bend, Indiana, and then they went to Oregon, flew back to South Bend, flew back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Like, that plane tickets alone have to be, you know, if, if they got cheap tickets, 250 a 
person. That's a thousand dollars right there for two trips back and two forth. Trips. And then she bought a wedding dress. They had to pay an officiant to marry them. They had to rent that place on the Oregon coast. Yeah, oh my I mean, it's not even if they did it low budget, it's still not a cheap thing to do. Not at all. And, and I hate to obsess over money, but then we transition to Michael and Juliana in this backyard wedding that they had last night, mm-hmm. and it was gorgeous. It was pretty nice. Now, we know that they used wedding planners, and they said that we don't really have a budget, and there's no way, even though they didn't have to pay for a venue rental, there's no way that that was cheap. Not only that, but she had two dresses, so she had her, Juliana That's had her true. ceremony dress, and then she changed into like a party dress afterwards, and I'm like... Like for someone who is not very familiar with American culture, she certainly knew about doing a dress change. Prenouche? Don't know what a prenouche is, but dress change, got it. Got, she she did know that tradition, that cultural norm. Uh, we did see Sarah, Michael's ex-wife, officiating the wedding, which she did. I think it's cool, but I still think it's a little odd. Like, I still am like, is there? there's no one else you could have found to officiate your wedding. I think it's a little odd. You know, Sarah had her little on-camera interview where she said, oh, you know, everybody thinks that we should be enemies and Blah blah blah, but he's so happy and the kids are so happy. But I also knows that when she did that on camera interview, it was toward the evening, and I'm assuming there's some drinks involved because she was when someone does a lot of air quotes yeah. during a conversation. Right, right. Generally, that means they're probably inebriated. I'm doing a bunch of air quotes. That's that's what happens. Uh, Max and Cece were adorable. Oh, my gosh. The stars of this season. As of always. Fiance, even giving their little speeches. Hello. Hi, uh, Max. Hi, Max. I'm, I'm glad you could all come here today. And um, I'm really glad that my dad and Juliana are finally getting, like, <laughs> married because <laughs> i love both of them i love my dad very much and juliana is a great person it's been a bit but a lot better since she came here um, and i'm just really happy that they're getting married adorable who styled you max i did myself i just took a shower took a shower <laughs> brush my hair pretty much it um <laughs> and so yeah so we have another couple who like i said there's there's so much build up but at least with michael and juliana we saw them planning the wedding. Right. That's what that's what's bugging me I think about this season of the show is that they're not focusing on the fact like oh we have 90 days to get married. We now have to like plan this wedding. And so like, weddings are just kind of popping up and it seems like they're going to continue to pop up on the next couple of episodes that are coming up as well. Oh for sure. Moving on to like Atanya and Sinjin, you know, at least we saw her going wedding dress shopping last night. Right. So at least that's like okay, well that's part of the wedding planning process, but like they show all the girls going to look for their wedding dresses but they don't show like booking the venue and finding the officiant and the hiring the caterer and finding the DJ and all of those other details that are necessary to make weddings kind of come together and that annoys me TLC <laughs> it annoys me <laughs> but before Tanya goes wedding dress shopping we see Sinjin sit down with his friend who lives in Philadelphia right not too far from Connecticut three hours from Colchester Connecticut and it's like okay wait a minute where's this guy been for like the last 60 days and like so when Tanya went to Costa Rica for 30 days, they made it seem like Sinjin was just... A man on an island. Had nobody. And like, okay, your friend's three hours away. Like, Right. <laughs> so again, another thing they should probably delve into, they could have been like, oh, you know, him and his wife have been traveling or, you know, he works out at a state or something like that where he couldn't have the time to get with Sinjin over the past 60 days prior to where not we are today. Not even for like a weekend? Not right. even like a little weekend trip? 
We, they could have met in New York City. They could have. That's like the halfway point. When I was looking at the map, like how far is Philadelphia from Colchester, Connecticut? New York City's like right there in the middle. Yeah, it was, everything's TLC is the king or queen of just don't give a f's. Of plot holes. They're like, just like whatever's. We're gonna edit stuff up however we want, and, and you're I, just gonna find out when you watch. And I guess like maybe they don't think some of these details are important, and therefore it's like oh, we'll just say that this is his friend who's you know he's known for the past eight years and is also from his town in South Africa. And really, they're missing out on an opportunity because they could use this as web content. Like, you know, they do like webisodes where it could kind of be like 90 Day Fiance behind the 90 yes, days or yes. something where you find out all this kind of little back inform- backstory stuff. Or they could take some of those details, some of that information and use it in the episode so that we don't have to replay the first three minutes of every episode oh, okay. well, is just yes. replaying what we've already seen. True that, true that. So, I mean, they could, they could, I feel like they could really develop these stories a little bit better. And instead like oh all of a sudden here's this person who Sinjin is friends with and has known for years who lives three hours away it was really weird it was just very odd he's also kind of gone through the process because it said that he just got married about three years ago and so you know it was very shocking for him to uproot from south africa as well and he's trying to give Sinjin a little bit of advice and yeah and the funniest part was when the friend i don't even remember his name now was like is tanya worth it and i feel like everyone who watches the show was screaming no we can uh, we can answer that for you so and again they don't tell us like has his friend met tanya like what is how does the friend fit into all of this because he just popped up out of nowhere last night never mentioned never anything it's just yeah this random friend from south africa happens to be three hours away just never mentioned him here he is hey so we do get a little bit more about, you know, the fact that Tanya has essentially told her fiance <laughs> that she has already met her soulmate. It was her first love. And next thing you know, she is wedding dress shopping and doesn't want a white dress. She wants like a black dress or a red dress. She or- has to be such a contrarian on everything. Like everything has to be the opposite of what it is. And so my whole thing, though, is like, why doesn't she just get a job at a yoga studio? Like if she's so into that holistic Fitness lifestyle and health and yeah. yeah. I mean, just do something to contribute because like Blake's mom points out, this is an expensive place to live. And unless you're a millionaire, you can't just do nothing all day. Like you, you need and, to get a job. And the weird part is that Blake isn't even providing now. Like, yeah, they make it sound like, oh, you know, Blake is OK with providing and, you know, we're going to be a one you know, income family. But he's not able to provide for you now. You have to stay with his mom. Right. Well, he stays with his brothers. His so brother's house. what makes you think that's going to change dramatically once you're married okay so blake and jasmine do we know how far along they are in their process like how long they have until they have to get married it's uh about i want to say it's 24 days somewhere it's, it's within like a month within okay a so one, it's month. within a month yes and last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, we had Blake's mom telling Jasmine that customarily... Right, the, the parents of yeah, the bride. her parents would pay for the wedding. So have they not made any wedding plans yet? Have there not been... Well, because Jasmine's parents actually do say, oh, how's the wedding planning process coming right. to to Blake and to Jasmine and they're just kind of like oh yeah you know it's coming along so yeah I'm... so apparently their parents are not really involved with that so is Blake paying for this and if so I, I this very it's very up in the air what's going on with any of them yeah I mean we know 
Blake's mom isn't paying for it because she's made it pretty clear. Yeah, she's like, like uh-huh. there's very little emotion or anything coming from any side of the Jasmine uh, side of the family, yeah. whether it be mom, dad, or her sister. Everybody just kind of looks at you like, hmm. It's so odd. <laughs> and, and maybe I've never been to Finland. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Right, maybe that's totally normal in Finland. Maybe that's but... just how people are. But I just, I watch it and I'm like, what is this? Can somebody say something? So weird. <laughs> Yeah, so we do know though that that Blake's mom is has a lot of concerns about this. She does in, in the preview for next week's episode. She's going to voice those concerns, but Blake strikes me as a person like you can't tell. He's not going to listen. He's he's already made up his mind. Doesn't matter that his friends don't like her. Doesn't matter that his parents aren't sure about this. He just yeah, he is blissfully <laughs> unaware of what he could potentially be getting himself into. Except that we might not be seeing the whole picture because right. we do know that this is a couple who if i'm not mistaken are like threatening to take legal action against tlc for... they are very upset about the way they're being portrayed in, yeah. in these episodes of 90 day fiance and they feel like their story has not been told accurately so i mean they were very boisterous in their concerns with how poorly they're being represented in their minds by tlc so i'm not surprised at all if they're considering legal action and it's interesting because the the 90 day fiance fan base is rabid i mean now that i'm in these facebook groups oh my gosh for people who are fans of the show and that's where i have to kind of step back and remind myself like we're not seeing the whole picture right this is a tv show it's made for entertainment it's just they're not showing us everything that's happening they're only showing us a version of the story that they want us to see Exactly. Um, and I have to assume that if, you know, a lot of versions are going to be similar so far as couples and their relationships and the way they interact, they got to make it seem like, it yeah, bit. okay, well, this couple's going through this and this couple's going through that when really they're not really going through that. And it would be boring if everyone's <clears throat> story were exactly the same. Right. So they have to make some of these people polarizing and they have to, like I said, focus on, on some of the drama to give us something to watch. Absolutely. Uh, which is what I feel like they're, they've done with Robert and Annie. So oh boy. Robert and Annie are getting close to, to wedding day because in the preview last night, we saw the preview for their wedding. So, right. you know, another couple who have, as far as we know, haven't made any wedding plans are in fact headed to the altar in the next episode. She went to go dress shopping with uh, Robert's sister. Robin. And that was about it. They had one discussion about getting married in Miami and he was against it. And that's when she first arrived though. right that's when she first got there like day eight or something like that yeah. first week yeah but aside from that yeah that's all we've seen so we don't know if they're getting married in miami or in tampa or where so we pick up last night with a trip to the shoe store where they are going to go shoe shopping and he apologizes for not defending her when his brother kenny was basically like calling her a streetwalker <laughs> yeah, and like was- you know and he does admit listen i was i was intoxicated I didn't handle myself well. I like that they showed the apology because, again, with Robert and Annie, all we really see is them arguing or some sort of like she's a gold digger, he's cheap, and, right? And we don't really get to see a lot of those moments. And and so I'm glad finally, at least, they showed us him saying, "I'm sorry, I was in the wrong." And you would have to assume there are some good moments because they're getting pretty close, as we say, to getting married, and they still seem to be going through with it. And from her own admission, pretty much every time she speaks about Bryson, his son. She talks about how much she loves Bryson and how much Bryson loves her. So there has to be some kind of caring, loving moments where they're kind of on the same page Mm -hmm. that we just don't really get to see that often. Yeah. But the fights, oh my gosh, there are plenty to go around. So he winds up buying her this pair of shoes. 
And next thing you know, they are meeting uh, Bryson's grandparents for brunch. And what I could infer is that they thought it was just to try to like smooth things over. Right. And that is not what happened. That is no, not at all. But I will say, as insulting as that's got to be, if she were in it for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. if she were like, crap, how do I get out of this? At least the grandparents were willing to be like, listen, guys, if you just realize you have made a huge mistake, here is the answer to your problem. And so I think the whole thing was staged. I think that whole check thing was orchestrated to look a certain way. There's no way that that was real. She had a Louis Vuitton uh, checkbook. It has to be real. No, I'm, I know that the the check was real, <laughs> but I'm saying I think that was like they had to film that scene a couple of different times. Something about it felt very staged. What? Well, now that you mentioned, I was going to mention this a little bit later, but actually, I feel like that scene was actually uh, filmed out of sequence because when they're in the shoe store, if you don't, if you didn't notice, he had his hair done in the same braids that he is wearing when he gets married. When he's uh, at the whatever little eatery, he just has his hair pulled back, and you don't go from braids to pull back back to braids within like that short period of time. Also, when they show the end of the argument when supposedly they had all left and they walked out, if you saw the grandparents are sitting at the table and there's four napkins perfectly rolled and placed with no menus so i feel like that particular scene right there on its own was filmed prior to them getting there because obviously we saw when they were there there's lots of cups and stuff and everything was kind of open and if they had just stormed out the table wouldn't be perfectly set ready for menus see i'd missed that last night but but those little details are the giveaway that like So that made me think, okay, this whole sequence was probably filmed prior to the apology and the thing with her brother, with the right, right. brother so, and stuff. So the brunch with the grandparents was probably not long after the park. Right. And then they just circled back. and Exactly. Hmm, see, we're on to you, TLC. Oh, TLC. Know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Anna and Marcel. By the way, it was $15,000. I don't know if we mentioned how much the problem yeah. they were going to solve. That seems like a lot of money, that though. did. That felt like some Michael and Juliana type stuff where like, hey, I'll give you $15,000 so you can go ahead and get your life back started. And they are correct. If you have $15,000 just to throw around, why aren't you getting Bryce in a bed? Right. For the, put, put it into a college fund. For the one bedroom apartment that right. we share right now. Yeah, like, something. come on, guys. Uh, last but not least, Anna and Marcel. Oh, boy. Okay, so Marcel did, in fact, get on his flight and go back to Turkey. <laughs> He's home. We pick up last night. Anna is expecting a phone call saying he was supposed to call me an hour ago. And we're like, wait, what? What is what's going on right we know because it's being filmed and they're showing it on the show she's expecting a phone call from marcel but what we don't know yet is that somehow some way marcel has convinced his parents to let him marry anna and return to the united states yeah he also convinced the embassy to allow him to return to the united states on the same visa the same he didn't have to use a new one he can just kind of pick up again and like hey okay which i have so many questions (laughs) like how does marcel have the money for a ticket back to turkey only to then decide he wants to (laughs) come back Back to the u.s US. he was a very successful beekeeper beekeeper. he said he was like beekeepers make like what he said he was like the top of the beekeepers in Turkey when he got to America to meet Anna. She's kind of like a beginner, but that's okay. He can He's teach like her the ropes. He's like a pro beekeeper. <laughs> He's like a pro. I just... Okay, so somehow, some way, he convinces the embassy, like, hey, I know I left America, <laughs> which means I'm supposed to be like done, done, but... He had to have told him something like, my parents were sick or I had to come back. It was an emergency, right? Had to have. It couldn't just be like, <laughs> uh, eh, 
I, I kind of decided to back out of the <laughs> wedding, but now I've changed my mind. Now, yeah. I, Keep in mind, other people can't even get information from their embassies. Like, they're like, no, you need to make appointments. We'll get out of here. You. This is confidential. Meanwhile, Marcel's just like, eh. Hey. Yeah. Maybe his parents <laughs> work for the government. Like, maybe that's his end. He has a connection uh, because he does seem to get things that the average person would He's not. He's magical, Marcel. So he is returning to the United States on the same visa, which is about to expire, which means from the time he gets back to the U.S., they have to get married within six, six hours. hours. That's kind of really close. hours. It, you better hope there's not a flight delay. I know. It's an international flight. There's, there's definitely going to be a connection somewhere. Oh, my gosh. That makes me super nervous. And then I was like, Anna's kids are going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Or so we thought. Or so we thought. So Anna then takes her kids to... To some sort of burger place, and they're all having milkshakes. Look like a Fuddruckers. Not that we're trying to get a sponsorship, but look like a. Like <laughs> but, a f- but if Fuddruckers would like to sponsor us, <laughs> we are open to negotiations, open to conversations. So she tells her kids that Marcel's coming back. Middle son Gio says that he's excited. Right. I was kind of surprised. He's like, oh, it'd be good. He kind of liked Marcel. I think that the middle son, he wants to be cool. And, you know, his older brother's not so much older where he doesn't want to still, like, seem like, you know, hey, I'm cool. I'm down. I'm just like you. But at the same time, he's still young enough where he's kind of like oh I like Marcel he's kind of goofy and kind of fun yeah. so he's down with it the younger son uh, Leo he's excited he's like whatever just as long as everything is not boring as and long as it's awesome once you make everything awesome we're good to go mom but then there's Joey Joey the oldest son says he doesn't want to come to the wedding and listen parent your kids however you want I do find it strange the way she chooses to parent Joey, especially. I'm all for like letting your kids express themselves and talk about how they feel, et cetera, so on. But she almost takes on like a teenager. Right. She she's she's, mentality. She stated, oh, well, I hope you guys will come to my wedding. Like, no, they're your they're your kids. They're your kids and your responsibility. They're going to be at your wedding. Like, you're not going to leave Leo at home by yourself, by himself while you get married. Yeah. There's something very odd about how she when she interacts with Joey she almost like is it okay Joey is it, yeah, do you like, mind if I relinquishes all parental right and talks to him as if they're more like the same age as opposed to the mom son dynamic which I thought was very odd but yeah I, another couple Anna and Marcel we have no idea how they're gonna pull this off with a six hour window and as we head into a new episode in two weeks it looks like we're gonna get two weddings we're gonna get to see what happens when Marcel gets back to the United States and we're going to see Robert and Annie at the altar. So we will see how all of that is going to play out. And also, we will get to find out whether or not Natalie actually makes it to the U.S. this season. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't it like if she doesn't even make it to the U.S. to start the 90 days? That's going to be frustrating. To your point, though, I mean, I feel like the show's almost over. Like, I don't see how she can make it to make the nine days. I feel like it's going to have to be like a visitor visa. It's going to be like, hey, your final K-1 was completely denied. We're going to start over. Why don't you come over on a visitor visa and we'll see if we can work some stuff out or whatever, whatever. Also, on the Anna Marcel thing, real quick, remember the translation when he told his parents that Anna had kids? TLC translated as, oh... Anna has children, but in Turkish, it was actually, I just found out that Anna had children and her, his parents were really upset. So I wonder if him going over there was him doing a lot of explaining, like, look, mom and dad, I'm sorry. What really happened was I knew the whole time, blah, 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 blah. And so some of that anger came down and like, well, if you really love her, okay, whatever, go ahead, get married. We want you to be happy, your only son, that type of situation. Yeah. So I feel like that might have been something that kind of might have transpired over that time period. Also, to your point, we have a couple that is getting ready to get married and can't even have a conversation with each other. 
they don't even speak the same language. Like I just That's true. I bet like can someone as a wedding gift give Marcel some Rosetta Stone and help him learn some English. That's true because even when she got the phone call from Marcel to find out, he's just like, Visa okay. Yeah. And oh, she's yeah. like, Oh, okay, I love you. <laughs> All right. Two weeks we'll get a new episode of Ninety Day Fiance. We'll be back to break it all down and ask the really important questions like where are they getting all of this money from and as always make sure you find reality bites on apple podcasts google play or wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe